Lunch Money Lambert, Jeff Malott. Welcome to the Kaizast Nation. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live on this fine Monday evening. How you doing tonight, right? Back home. Good. Back home, son. Back home. Where I should be. It's good to have you back. That was so was still. We made it work last week, but it was it was it was <laughs> sorry about tough. that. It was tough. I tried all I could, man. I tried for the tried for the audible there. We just couldn't I couldn't find any signal in Alabama, I don't think. Sure, yeah. It was good while it lasted though. It was good. And oh, Jordan, yeah. appreciate Jordan Marshall sliding in to help out. My man, always, always clutch. The iron mullet always comes through. Always clutch. Said he ran across the yard, lost a shoe going over there. And <laughs> I know. I was texting bring- him. He's like, I can't get my computer to hook up. I was like, well, it's all right. Jeff will figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, Greg was a great guest, answered everybody's questions. Uh, it was a good time. Good show last week. So nice. We missed you. We missed I emailed you, the NFL to see if they can move Monday night football to like Tuesday or something, maybe. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah. see if we well, hear back know. from that. Yeah, if maybe if the starting quarterback gets hurt tonight, everybody will slide over here once again. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, right. Speaking of football, it was a rough weekend for the both of us, wasn't it? Right. Let's not even talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who had it worse. Uh, Florida's <laughs> not very good, and Tennessee went down there and, and took a beating, and then Arkansas got beat at home by a bunch of Mormons. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. We haven't won in the swamp in like twenty years, so it's not like I didn't go into that with very high expectations. You saw what I said to Shane. I'm like, it doesn't matter what kind of year Tennessee's having when they, for some reason, when they go to the swamp, they fall apart. So yeah. I'm hoping we get some kind of redemption. I honestly think the Tennessee Alabama game is going to be really good because we're both trash. So yeah. that should be a barn burner. Yeah, Arkansas somehow doubled up BYU in yardage, but had 15 penalties and like four turnovers and couldn't make a fourth and a half yard with a 250-pound quarterback. I could go on and on about how terrible the decisions were in that hey, game, but hey, you know, it is what it is. Bring on basketball, won. baby. Bring on basketball. Let's go. Go Buckeyes, go Buffaloes. That's where we're at now. Oh, Buffaloes. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, we're here to talk fishing tonight. We've got... Oh, uh, couple a couple of well three really winners from the last several weeks that we kind of slid by without getting we had some other stuff lined up we, we kind of went by these without getting them on and talking about it but ethan jet won the tennessee bass nation uh state championship held off our boy jordan marshall yep barely uh, and, and man marshall made a marshall made a run he tried to catch him yeah and then we're gonna have the two the the, the overall winner and the big bass winner from the native event up in oregon and i'll be honest ryan i for, almost I, forgot i, I just completely like, forgot about it i thought fork we talked about it i thought fork yeah. was the last one I mean, it is the last one. I didn't realize there was another one in between. Sorry. And what we're going to have to talk about, man, is is the Columbia River better than the Susky? What? 23-inch smallmouth. We're not going to talk about that, are we? 23-inch smallie. (laughs) Stop. Took the the win up there in the Big Bass, and then the overall limit was bigger than the Suskies from that river. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Okay. So the great, the mighty Northwest. So we have to figure out where the Columbia River is first, and then we'll go there. Yes, you keep going. You you go out of Tennessee, and you where, see from your house, you go a little bit up north, and, hang a left, left, and keep going northwest until you see it. That's it. Oh man! Uh oh, Twitcher's out. Twitcher's out. He's he said he'll catch us on the audio. He's gone. Yeah, he we just in, appreciate you checking it. in. It, it helps the algorithm over there. I think. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. As always. Uh, Real Nation Fishing and YouTube says first time on live. He's been bringing the podcast on his way to fishing spots for years. Recently got a native. He's loving it from Ontario, Canada. Hey, we love our hey, Canadian brethren. It, man, thank you. Yeah, uh, Charles is giving you hell. He called you lunch meat, Lambert. So yeah, he's he's cute. I'm glad he doesn't kayak fish. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. So we're going to have uh, Sitha and Josh on from that event, from that, that Columbia River event, to talk about his uh, Sitha's overall win and then Josh's giant, 23. He finished fourth and, and caught Big Bass. So 23-inch uh, giant Smalley, man. That's a good one. Uh, New River had some of those 23 swimming around, and it just didn't have any other fish to go with it. Yeah, and I, I don't know what to do with the leaderboard because apparently Dwayne changed how they – it's kind of cool how they show it. Instead of that long list of fish where you can't see the very end, it just yeah. shows the total for the no limit. Mm-hmm. But I can't see the individual fish picks, so I may be doing something wrong. I don't know. Um, uh, roast beef, Sisto. Roast beef every day. Roast beef. That's the key to seeing the fish picks. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's. I feel like that's a different site. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, it's gonna be a good show. It's gonna be fun tonight. Uh, if you guys saw on the intro, we're doing a giveaway tonight, and it is our Revo giveaway, Revo sunglasses giveaway Yay. tonight. All right. So you guys know Steve-O the Steve-O on... still has mine. I haven't had my Revos in like I don't know five months or so. It's kind of painful. So you need to be the Revo winner tonight. Yeah. Can I put in for that, please? Thanks. Yeah. Go, I'll go log in real quick. It's not Ryan Lambert. Like and share. <laughs> yeah. We'll get that done for you. Uh, what kind of lunch? Yeah. Okay. I see the comments now. Yeah. Oh, yeah I, I like you. going on. Frankly, I was at the beach and I don't know what went on, Ryan. I wasn't paying much attention. Is there anything we need to talk about that from the last week? I don't think so. I think the page was dead without you on vacation. There wasn't anybody to okay. stir, the stir the pot last week. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had no signal except for the uh, condo Wi-Fi. So it was, uh, did you times. end up going to Florida down there? Over the no, weekend? no, I can't get there. Your boys ah, were in the, yeah. do- they were, they were in the dome and I couldn't be in the dome, but I hung out at the yacht club quite a bit. They had some outdoor stuff going over there. Yeah. I saw you slid uh, in a little cornhole, cornhole match. Yeah. We got absolutely, we, so it was rental boards and bags, which, you know, oh, yeah. whatever, everybody had to use them, but it started raining. So they were covered in sand and wet. Yes. And regardless of that, these, we wanted, we didn't just get knocked right away. It was single elimination, but we ran into, these two old guys in the tournament before the championship and they, they beat the crap out of us and ended up winning the whole thing. So hats off to them. Let's put together a cornhole tournament. Let's pick an event that we're both going to for next season and put together a cornhole tournament. Yeah. Let's a legit cornhole tournament. I yeah, like that. We'll bring, you bring your boards. I've got two sets. We'll, we'll have a little, little shindig. We'll throw down. I like it. That'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, with that said, let's, let's give the sponsors a shout out. I almost wore my Dugga hat tonight, but instead I matched you up with the Black Nation. Dude, hat. did you see? Uh, do you see the new hats they just came out with? Yeah, oh, those, are, those are nasty. I, there's like an old school camo one. I, I need to get that for duck season for sure. Yeah, so there you go. Slide over to dugoutfishing.com, pick you up some new hats or swag. And of course, they're the presenting sponsor of the show. They've got everything you need on site or on the website. If you can't find it on the website, Get a hold of one of us. We'll we'll get you in the right contact or call them. Talk to Steve O. Call the shop. They'll they'll get you fixed up and shipped the out. The old towns have been pretty popular down there, Jeff. I'll really? give you a little bit of credit. Yeah. Which the model? Is it the APs? The APs going out? The AP the APs are are big, but just the PDLs too are yeah. doing well. Okay. Okay. Are they on that that EPDL World Tour that they're going around and trying them out at different places? I haven't heard about that. I I would like to see the thing in person just to see you know what kind of what kind of speed it comes with. Yeah. So they're they're ramping up a tour of the the u.s to let people demo them since they're not in production yet mm-hmm. uh different shops so i'm sure doug will probably be on the list at some point was it so. did one show up in texas i thought i saw somebody post uh post one popping up out there yeah i don't know where the first stop was it could have very well been in texas and started heading right. back heading back northeast so we'll see yeah. uh but yeah with that said man doug out we appreciate them as a presenting sponsor we got pro guide lithium the the official battery of the nation 
get you a reliable lithium battery if you're going to spend that kind of money get one that's legit and reliable uh, Bangtail whiskey. What the differences are. Go back and listen to that episode where we had the mad scientist on to break down the lithium batteries. That was a that was a great one. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the official drink is Bangtail whiskey. I was sipping on whiskey down at the beach this last week, right? Yeah. Were you, Jeff? It's a good time. I figured out whiskey doesn't didn't hurt me as bad as, as drinking beer. So I'm a whiskey really? man, 100 now. It, it probably wouldn't hurt me as bad if it weren't the quantity. I think that's where I go. Yeah, wrong yeah, now. that's where you got. You got to, you got to, you got to level it out. Yeah, um, I'll learn one day. Yeah, doing the Revo giveaway. Of course, Revo is one of our giveaway partners. Z Man, Seagar, and Gill. We appreciate them. And with that said, let's, what do we say? We get Ethan in here. He's been let's patiently do it. waiting. Come on with it. Get our our stuff turned. See if I can remember how to push all these buttons. Here, here we go. All right, Ethan, Ethan Jet, Tennessee Bass Nation State Champ. What's up, man? What's up? You look like you had a pen in your hand. You about to take some notes on us? Yeah, I'm taking notes on how not to do a podcast. No, oh. you came to the right place. <laughs> we yeah, yep. we got some other we got some other links we can drop for you if you want to go, <laughs> go check those out. Uh, how does it feel, that? Ethan? How's your life changed since uh, since becoming? If I'm not mistaken, you're the second Bass Nation champion, right? Marshall won it last year. Yep. Yep. It's a he tried to good. double up, man. He tried to double up, and you just you had to dash his dreams. Yeah, beat him by a quarter of an inch. That's so. crazy. That's close. It looked like Gunnersville yep. was fishing really well from the numbers uh, that people were. We know we um, flip flopped in the native tournament. He he won, and then I got second. Yeah. And then two weeks later, I won, and he got second. So <laughs> that's fair. It balances out. Yeah. Yeah, I think for, I think Marshall would have rather won the Tennessee Bass Nation State Championship <laughs> if I were putting money on it. Yeah. He was really wanting to go after that AOI trophy and the Tennessee uh, Chris State Walters. Champ. I forgot Chris Walters won it the first year. Steve, Steve O's got the facts, man. That's that's why yeah. it's important to be in the comments section to keep us straight. Yeah, Steve said he's going to give you Revos and hat back to get your mojo back. He's right, lying. He's been saying that for months, <laughs> Jeff. I think he's, he's lost keeping it on purpose. He's he's holding it for ransom. Dang it, Steve. Uh, so Ethan, you've been doing damage in Tennessee for a minute now and at some, some larger national events, to be honest. But for those that aren't familiar with it, tell us a little, about, a little bit about yourself, how you got started kayak fishing, how long you've been doing it. Right. Well, I'm Ethan Jett. I live in Lewisburg, Tennessee, small town. Um, I've been kayak fishing for about five to six years. Not long, really. Um, I've been fishing for only, bass fishing for only seven to eight years. Um, I've been fishing all my life, but I've only been like bluegill fishing, live bait fishing, just with my dad and my grandpa. And um, I've been very pleased with the results that I've gotten in the <laughs> short years that I've fished. And I've always been a big advocate. I don't ever lose. I just learn. So, <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. Well, Ryan, what, uh, what local club do you fish with? in tennessee well we have fished with um kbftn kayak bass fish in tennessee we're not affiliated with kayak bass fishing just so <laughs> i want to put that out there appreciate that oh. asterisk yeah there. yeah well, yes. he's he knows yeah. his audience <laughs> yeah. yes i know the audience and i know yeah <laughs> yeah so, um, <laughs> yeah i fished that fish tennessee bass nation i fished hobie bos and a few of the bass master with steve over so. Are you, you fishing? Uh, are you going to fish Rayburn coming up? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. You? Yeah, I saw a I'm lot of people posting load up picks heading heading down there now. Yeah, I want to go to Susky too, so I'm trying to weigh mm. which one. I don't know how Rayburn's going to fish. 
uh, you know, we talked to Rolando. I was on a podcast with Rolando last week, and he was saying that they're drawing the lake down to do work on the dam, yeah. so it's really kind of got things uh, mixed up, uh, so to speak. Uh, fish aren't where you think they would be <laughs> this time of year down yeah. there, but Susky will not disappoint. <laughs> I cannot wait. I got, I finally got the old leg working now. I cannot wait to get to Susky. That's going to be there. Great. You go. I went to Susky for the first time last year and for the Hobie BOS in July, and it was everybody I talked to said it was terrible. It was so low. I really want to go up there when it's fishing good. I hope we've got some good water. I, honestly, pre-fishing for that Hobie BOS, pre-fishing was killer that week. The problem yeah. was pre-fishing was killer for like 180 people that week. So I think <laughs> I think that's why the why the tournament day suffered the way that it did. I guess that was the other 20 then. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff Sherwood's in the comments. He's heading to Rayburn. Sam, we had a good time in Sherwood last time we were there. Oh with, yeah, with, yeah. With old boy. That's when you hooked the dog. Uh, that's right. And, uh, in the rear port there. in the bootay that's right yeah, that's slick yeah ryan i'm listening to to ethan say you know he just he's been bass fishing what'd you say six years eight years yeah. eight years bass eight years. fishing six years kayak fishing so it seems like more and more people we have on here that are winning these tournaments don't have a deep history and you know they're fishing two years five years six years what's up with that why do you think we're seeing that trend the fish don't know any different jeff they don't know that's how true. long you've been fishing they're just yeah. they're just out there man I tell you, the uh, online resources nowadays, you, you can learn a lot from just watching, sitting down and doing your map studying and really devoting a lot of time to it. So that's and what I was going to ask. Is that something that you rely on? Do you watch a lot of YouTube videos and stuff, that, that kind of I thing? Is that do. how you kind of key in on where at least a good starting point is? I, I do kind of sometimes. I do a lot of map study. I sit down and I have an Excel sheet with every – um, I do every tournament I fish has a whole sheet of just boat ramps and stuff. And I sit there and look through it. And I'm kind of, a, I'm an engineer at heart. So I love data. Buddy, and I sit down and <laughs> I, I like the morning of, I try to find a ramp. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where are ramps for this, <laughs> for this lake, I mean, which, which might speak to my success. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to stay so, on top of the mountain, right? Dude, I, I mean, yeah. whatever. I don't care. I want a blue trophy now. Like that's that's in my heart and soul. I hope I qualify <laughs> for TOC to get out here and you know beat my face against the wall on Chickamauga. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I don't know Chickamauga in November. Ugh. Dude, I'm. It's either going to be fantastic. It all depends yeah. on the rains and if they open the floodgates at all. If they open the floodgates, it's going to suck all the grass out and probably yeah. suck all the fish out too. <laughs> So how did you go into this Gunnersville tournament? Obviously, you know, you fish Gunnersville quite a bit. You always come down to to our local <laughs> events. We have several joint events uh, every season down on Gunnersville. So I feel like it's a place you're fairly familiar with. But did you do anything different this tournament? Did you fish familiar water? How did you go into this one? So what I usually do, I try to fit, I try to pre-fish at least a couple of days on just new water, something I've never fished. Mm -hmm. And um I was pre-fishing for the native tournament and that's how I stumbled upon the spot that I won second in. Me and my buddy from Mobile, Alabama, Garrett Wade came up and we were just fun fishing and um, we were looking around and we found this spot and saw a bunch of big fish swimming up shallow and we fished a little bit and um, we got ran out because they found a dang dead body. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. 
And uh, <laughs> that's one way to lose yeah. your spot. Okay. Yeah. There were police flying around all over the place. We're like, what the heck's happening? And that's what we looked online and that's what it was. And thank wow. God we didn't see that. But, but I fished around that area and it looked really good. You could have helped them and with the live scope, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't heard any news after that. They suspected foul play. It was wrapped up in black plastic. That oh, sounds wow. foul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so but that's how did so that was your native that was the native spot you said? Yes, yeah. I won second place at Native and Tennessee Bass Nation. First place there. Oh, it's it the same spot. the same spot. Yeah, okay. gen- about right. a about a hundred yard stretch. Nice. Grass, wow. I assume. Yeah, well, yes. Um <laughs> in the native tournament it was real nice and green, and I was catching them crazy in there. In the Tennessee Bass Nation, I pulled up to to just look around on Friday, and they went in there and killed all the grass. And I told them, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to catch a single fish. And that was the best spot I found all practice. So I went back in and on the Saturday, and first fish I caught was 19 and a half. I'm like, well, they're still there. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So I got lucky on the Tennessee Bass Nation with um, the grass being dead, and they're still in there. But they would have had a gone. Do what? Go ahead. Go ahead. They, they would have had a gone like a mile just to get out of that area, so they wasn't going anywhere. What what they moved to? Were they still laying in the dead stalks of grass, or they moved to something else? Yeah, they were just staying in the um the matted grass. That's what I was fishing in the native tournament. I had to adjust a little bit. Native, I was fishing sparsulated green grass, and they were setting up in it. And then um, Tennessee bass, they were actually underneath the matted dead grass. And I caught them all on a frog. And, uh, and then I switched to a popper on the outskirts of the grass. And that's how I got the rest of my limit and cold up. Did you lose any? Do you have any heartbreaks uh, fishing oh my a frog God. all day? That's what I hate day about two. frog fishing. Like, I love the bite, but I feel like you're just, you're playing with fire on that deal. Day two, I tried to lose it. Absolutely tried. <laughs> I, I lost, um, I probably lost five fish that was 19, 20 plus. And that's, I hate fishing a frog too, because you get to see the fish. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, it's just, it's just terrible. But you pulled Is that it off, uh, got it together. Yeah. And you had, I mean, you had a good limit on day one. Of course, there was an outlier, that outlier on day one of what, 98 yeah. inches. <laughs> That's yeah, always yeah. kind of mentally uh, tough when you know what's in your area and you see somebody else, you know, getting close. Well, to I actually, um, I was fishing that area in the morning and I was catching 16, 17 inch fish that weren't helping me. Mm-hmm. And I actually backed out of it. I said, I'm just going to leave it alone. And, um, when I was leaving, I saw somebody make a beeline to the spot. And I was like, dang it, I shouldn't have left. But he only caught one other fish after I left. And I was kind of worried that it, they had already fished it all out. And um, I went to another spot. After about 10 o'clock, the bite died on day one. Absolutely died. And I went to another spot, tried to catch a fish, didn't catch anything, came out of it. Um, on day one, I was in, trying to remember, I think I was in ninth. Or no, I was in third. Third. It's a little bit of difference. Yeah. 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 
And um, I didn't know if I was going to catch them on day two because a shallow water bite can vanish overnight in my experience anyway. Gutters will usually though, if you find an area with grass, they'll hold that. I mean, they'll hold on that yeah. grass. Like, and they reload the bite may die, but it's not like the fish left. Like they're just tired yeah. of seeing your frog go over the top of them. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. And that's the reason why I was losing so many fish on day two is that it was kind of pressured and they were trying to kill it. Like oh, I missed a lot of fish on the popper and I think they were coming up and just hitting it out of the water, trying to kill it and not actually eating it. And it got me frustrated. And I was actually about nine o'clock, eight o'clock. I only had two fish and um, um, Joe McElroy came by me and his camera woman, uh, I can't remember her name, but she turned my whole day around. She sat there and started taking pictures and, and saw me miss one fish. And she said, uh, I'm just going to leave you alone. Good luck. I hope you're, um, was it his wife, Miss T, or did he hire, did he hire a new camera? No, it was, um, it was another girl. I think it was her, his farm no. manager. Buddy, Joe <laughs> yeah. got it figured out, man. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. Papa Joe got an entourage over there. I guess, that He's rolling deep out there. Yeah. That's why he has that Papa trailer Joe's with seven it. kayaks on it all the time, I guess. <laughs> camera kayaks. show up. Yeah, that's the next step. We all have seven kayaks to have our camera people on. That's, it. that's how we level up in this thing. Yeah. I can't wait. Did you try punching she said, it all? She followed him around the whole day. The whole day. Did you try punching it all? I did a little bit. and I, I caught one little 12-inch fish. And I, I said, like, you're supposed to catch giants punching. And I kept <laughs> this little thing. The weight was bigger than the fish. My buddy finished second down there in a bass boat tournament this weekend punching. He said, he's like, I never took the big rod out of my hands. He's like, everybody was out live scoping and drop shotting and all kinds of craziness. He's like, I just kept the yeah. big stick in my hand and, and punched it all day for two days. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm a power fisherman. I like to cut, I like top water and chatter baits. I just don't like sitting there punching. I can't cover enough water hands. punching, man. I feel like, I, I, I feel I like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. So Ethan, tell us a little bit about the consistency and how you how you maintained it for two days because you weren't at you weren't in the lead day one. Obviously, you were in third place and yeah. you had the fourth best limit on day two, but that added up. You're the state champion. So consistency <laughs> consistency matters in these two and three day events. So what was the key to you being consistent over those two days? I really think um, keeping a top water rod in your hand was my success. Um, I've always caught giant fish on poppers. But it's kind of hard to fish around grass with them because of treble hook. But I was able to to keep one in my hand and just fish out the, the grass edges. And then once I uh, would cover all the water with the popper, I'd turn around with a buzzed hoe and actually throw up in the thick stuff. And I caught a, a bunch of them doing that too. And I just had to catch, I just had to keep catching fish to find that 19, 20 inch average that I was looking for. So you went all uh, in on topwater, period. Yeah, I did not, on day two, I did not put a topwater down. I had three rods rigged up. One with just a regular walking frog, a toad, and a popper. That's all I threw on day two. Day one, I called a few on a chatterbait, but that was about it. I kept a topwater rod in my hand, too. That's so awesome. Dylan McMurray uh, on YouTube says he's the opposite. He hates fishing topwater in tournaments because of all the missed strikes. Ryan kind of mentioned yeah. that with the frog. How do you have the mental fortitude to deal with that 
in a, in a high, a big, high stakes tournament like this, you know. I'm a big um, supporter of G-Man, and he's always done the PMA, positive mental attitude. Yep. And if I miss one, I, I, I get mad, but I just go right back to checking. Like, just keep casting. And, you know, having high-quality hooks, owner, that's what I use on my treble hooks and all my other hooks. And having that helps a lot, too. Yeah, that, that was going to be the next question for him, Ryan, is obviously you're on the – we're sponsored by the dugout. You're on the dugout team. So we want to yeah. know as much as you want to give away anyway, uh, the juice on what baits, your setup, rod, reel, line, that kind of thing. What, yeah. What were you doing there? Well, on my popper setup, I was using a um, Storm Arashi cover pop in the bluegill color. And uh, I changed all the hooks out. I can't remember the exact owner hooks, but I can't. It's the owner. Do you use those and stingers? I, I love those stingers. Yes, that's them. That's exactly yeah. And then um, I'm sponsored by Seaguard. So I used on my popper setup 30 pound SmackDown braid. And then um, I used it on a casting rod, a seven foot three. And it's a it's an elite series. It's actually a, um, a um, what is it? A worm and jig rod, but the tip on it's just awesome for top water. And you can actually kind of wrench them out of grass. I won second place on, at the Chickamauga on that exact rod and popper. <laughs> so it's um, it's actually, you can't see it, but I got a display with my second place over there. And um, it's got it hanging on it. I've retired it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then my frog rod is a, a um, ALX toad face with 60 or 50 pounds smack down when I just use a, a ribbit toad. That's what I called them. I can't remember what the color it was. Those ribbits, the old they, they get ribbit. a million strikes, man. But I, I, I don't know, man. I, I can't, I can't always hook up on, on the old ribbit, but for some well, reason. I've found, um, the best hook I've found. It's a, um, it's a VMC. No, it's yeah. It's a little belly weighted hook. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way I was not losing fish. If that toad was flipped over mm-hmm. and anytime they'd hit it, it would not get, I would not get hooked up. But every time it was facing upright, they would have it. The, the key to catching them on a toad, Ryan, is not to be looking at it. Don't pay attention. Look at other stuff. <laughs> Dude, I, then I, they I, hit I remember it and... I took Steve O on his first frog fishing trip to Gunnersville, like, I don't know, eight, eight years ago, nine years ago. And Steve-O is, Steve-O is in high gear fishing all the time anyway. And I was like, now listen, Steve. I was like, you're going to see him hit it. I was like, do not, do not try to set the hook immediately. First fish, like, I mean, it just like, it just hit the feet and son, that frog went flying and that continued for like two and a half more hours. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that, that is the hard. hardest part about frog fishing is waiting to do that hook send until you feel that way i mean there's a there's a sweet spot too because if you wait too long they'll just spit the frog back out and then it's over with anyway so a lot of a lot of people chiming in on on the frog fishing they uh, love hate relationship going on there amen yeah tell us about your frog setup oh it's the um it's a l l oh sorry alx um toad face again and he's got 65 pound and I use a Spro Poppin' Frog or the Spro Bronzi 65 thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That Bronzi, I, I feel like the Bronzi is probably the most successful frog. Over, like if yeah. you just pulled, you know, 
uh, 90% of professional fishermen will, whether they yep. tell you or not, it's going to be a bronze eye they've got tied on. Do you I'm not a, your I'm not frogs or anything guy. to make them soft? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I just buy them out of the package and bend the <laughs> Take hooks them out, out raw. just a little. Yeah. I'm not a fancy guy. I'm not a fancy guy. I just go out, get the, um, what everybody else uses a lot <laughs> and, uh, just keep chunking. I've seen people, they'll boil them or they'll set them on like the dash of their truck in the sun yeah. you know, to soften them up just to make them a little more supple there. Supple. Well, mine might have gotten a little bit soft since it's probably been sitting in the kayak for three days. <laughs> it's on that George Marshall program. Just leave it yeah. Yeah. out in the kayak. Yeah. I love it. You can what find uh, what, out real, what reels throwing. do you throw? Um, mostly Shimano, but my all-time favorite is a Lose BB-1. That's on that popper rod. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about it. I can chuck, I can throw that thing a mile and it has a clicker drag on it. I can't find them anymore. And and that's what I, I if I could find 10 of them, I would buy them right now. All right. You heard it. If you got any to sell, hit Ethan yep, up. Yep. You heard it. Yeah. Nation. <laughs> what's your, what's your next tournament? If you, you don't do Rayburn, you go fishing, you got any local stuff keyed up here? Yeah. The uh, Tennessee State, the, the Cass State Championships on Tim's Ford in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'll be at Susky. I know I'll be there. So How, How's Tim's Ford going to fish? Uh, do, you, do you fish it a lot? You have a lot of experience with Tim's Ford? I used to. I used to fish it a lot. I'm only 40 minutes away from it. And um, this time of year, it's going to be rough. It's really? it's going to take two days. And, and you're familiar with it, Ryan, but how the cast state championship it's five fish over two days yep so you can kind of put some strategy in, in play yeah. on on that deal i always try to go because the first one's the afternoon like an afternoon session yeah i try to get one big keeper on that first afternoon and then i leave that second day to, <laughs> to fill out a limit yeah. and do some calling i think if you get if you can get one good one on day one you're you're in good shape see i'm always uh, opposite i try to get my limit first thing and i fish better with a limit I, yeah. I'm not nervous, so I'll do a limit first thing and then call out. And, and Tim's um, Ford's a clear kind of rock, like a baby Dale Hollow sort of. That's exactly rock. what I call it. It's a yeah. miniature Dale Hollow. Yep. It, you think it'll be smallmouth or largemouth there? I think it's going to be a mixed bag. I think it's going to mix. I think it's going to be mainly smallmouth with a few big largemouth kickers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to take two days for a majority of people to get a limit. Yeah. It's not one of those lakes you can just go and catch fish. Can you, you drag a net rig it. all day? Like if somebody like doing <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Get that Z-Man net rig out. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's great. Uh, Ethan, we don't want to keep you too long. We got yeah. the native native guys in the second half of the show. Um uh, Congrats, man, on the state championship with Bass. We hope you can capture that second championship with, with the cast fellas. Yep. Well, thank Good you. luck, man. Yeah. Good luck. Thank Appreciate the time tonight, buddy. Yeah, All right, we'll see you down the road, man. See ya. Ethan Jett, man. That, that, that guy good, is, a, is a hammer. He's a good he, dude. He's, he's a freaking dude. hammer. He's been he's been winning money doing damage at these tournaments, so you're just going to see more of him. He's I think, always this, this laughing with a smile on his face. That's yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. That's a good dude right there. And we've got uh, – our next two guests have been waiting. We're not going to mess around. We're going to get them right in here. All right. Hey, gentlemen, thanks for patiently waiting. I know you could kind of see and hear everything. I tried to send you a little chat to let you know we didn't forget about you. You guys were hanging in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I saw it. So, so we yeah. got Josh Duggar, and, and 
I don't want to mispronounce your name, man. I said it in the intro. Is it Sitha? Am I saying that right? Sita. Sita. Dang it. Yeah, the right. H is All right. silent. All right. Sita Mal, correct? Yep. All correct. Right. Hey, Sita is the overall winner. We got Josh, the big bass winner, came in fourth. Uh, gentlemen, congrats and thanks for uh, joining us tonight. Uh, thanks for having us. What time is it out there? Like 3 p.m.? <laughs> Six. They're on Six. the lunch break. Yeah, that's noon. Over there. Had to battle traffic for the last hour and a half, so glad to be where, here. Where do you Not guys there. live? <clears throat> Either one of you. Where? Where? Uh, where's home base? Uh, right now, I I live in Bonnie Lake, Washington, um, and I commute up into Seattle, uh, which is where all that traffic comes from. But... Yeah, you got to run over a lot of homeless people to get home. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Edit that out. <laughs> What about you, Sita? Uh, I'm in Kirkland, Washington. So, Ryan, so, have we ever had a guest on from Washington or Oregon or anything like that? I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> you guys are groundbreakers. I yeah. Love it. I, I mean, a lot of people fish for like steelhead and stuff up there, right? I mean, is there a huge like bass fishing community? Um, bass fishing community is probably outnumbered by the salmon steelhead guys. Um, there's a lot of a lot of trout fisheries. Uh, the salmon steelhead, the salt water, um, but there's a there's a good group of us. Uh... So yeah, Josh. No, those, those are with ARs. Don't don't get me confused. I'm not not in prison right now. That's the other oh, Josh. Oh wow. So so yeah. Little side note, Ryan. Those those folks live like ten minutes from me right here. The the uh, oh, really? the other Dugars, the Duggars okay. over there. Okay. Yeah, it's it's bad bad mojo around here with those folks. But anyway, yeah. go ahead, Josh. Um. I don't even know where I was. I got me way off. <laughs> it's going to get worse. Don't worry. I, <laughs> but um, yeah, right now, I mean, we've got several different salmon runs going. I mean, we had them jumping around us out there on the Columbia River while we were fishing the tournament. So it's pretty, it's pretty crazy up here. But So talk about the Columbia River for people like all of us that aren't aren't familiar with it at all. Uh, Jeff and I were talking about it in the introduction of the show. It put up some big numbers, and and Jeff is saying it might even rival the Susky on smallmouth quality. They're in there. Um, There's there's several pools of the Columbia River that hold a lot of trophy caliber fish. Um, I think had we been fishing this tournament, you know, two weeks later, there would have been a lot more quality um, just because they're not quite into the fall transition mode. They're, so they're still... like, it is like the Susky Ryan. Yeah, it, it probably fishes a lot like all those other smallmouth rivers. Um, how, how deep is, is the Columbia? Like, I mean, generally speaking, like what, what's the average depth that you're catching fish? Average where you're catching fish is probably, I mean, I, I was catching fish up in one, two feet of water um, all the way out to, I think my deepest was 35 feet. Oh wow! Um, but there's there's pools that are several hundred feet deep. Oh wow! Yeah, that's Whoa. different. That's yeah, different. That's, yeah, Susky's like four <laughs> feet deep <laughs> in the deepest. Get out there too far, you'll start getting into the sturgeon and all that stuff. So yeah, that'd be a hell of a hell of a good time on tournament day trying to <laughs> trying to find a sturgeon in. Yeah, I, I've seen that river show up on some list of you know top places to fish. The bassman it's been on the Bassmaster mm-hmm. list a few times, I think, but you never really. You know, us Southern guys, we don't think about the Columbia much when we're talking about fisheries, especially smallmouth fisheries. So, Sita, what's your opinion on it? Hey, have you been up there before? Is that is that a place you knew had them like that? 
Uh, I knew they had them like that. It's for me, it's a love and hate relationship. I, I, I'm terrible at fishing rivers. Um, bef- <laughs> I, I usually stick to the lakes around here. And, um, I mean, last, I think the last two years was when I actually started fishing the Columbia. Um, and all I caught was like little dinks here and there. Um, I just didn't, I guess I wasn't going at the right time or hitting at the right spots. Oh. But, uh, I mean, after a couple of years, though, um, you know, there's a lot of information out there online and um, you fellow kayakers and whatnot. And uh, it's not a very hard place to figure out. That's the one good thing about river fishing, though, is like usually if you figure out what they're holding on, you can just kind of replicate that pattern, you know, for miles if you, if you can. Hmm. Did you guys float or did you use single access? Single access. Single the, access. Yeah. I mean, the current, especially that day. I mean, it was half a mile an hour to maybe a oh, mile an hour and a half when they right. They must have opened up a couple gates downriver, but you know, it's usually pretty, pretty lax unless it's runoff season. What uh, what's your what was your approach, both of you, to uh, to catching your fish? Uh, what did you use? What was your technique? So for me, um, I was chasing bait fish. Uh, I mean, as soon as you get there in the morning, right at light, uh, even at the launches, there was just bait fish everywhere. So um, I decided to just kind of follow the bait fish. Um, Getting up too shallow, there was just so much grass. Um, I didn't throw top water uh, that much. I mean, I got a couple of bluffs, but nothing big. And um, coming out out of the grass, I would say from 18 to 25 feet of water, um, I was just noticing bait balls everywhere. And Are you scoping or was this just on 2D? Just on 2D. So, yeah, so what did, yeah I was going to say, what did you figure? You must have figured something out because, I mean, look at the, look at the totals there. Inches. Yeah, you <laughs> won by 150 <laughs> inches. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I, I mean, we're yeah. going to get to Josh's giant, but you <laughs> figured something out that was magic to, to win by that much. So, yeah. Yeah. Know. You know, um, after just watching a lot of YouTube videos and listening to a lot of you know, guys that just like to talk about the spaghetti screen. Um, that's what I saw. Yeah. And, uh, and sure enough, I mean, I, I was throwing, I, I normally don't throw a drop shot. Um, it's like the last resort for me. I'm more of a power fisherman. So um, I was just seeing bait balls and just spaghetti lines everywhere. So I was like, okay, what the heck, you know, drop down, drop shot and i'd say about like i said 18 to 25 feet of water was where i was seeing all these bait balls and wouldn't even hit bottom and i was already hooking up and uh um i you know i'd get the fish up and i'd see followers you'd see three or four followers i mean when you see that you you know you're onto something um and that was pre-fish for me on thursday so did you that do that kind of, i mean is that what you ran on tournament day it was just drop shotting Yep. Golly. Yeah, I, I I didn't even mess around and uh it, it, it. it's so weird because normally morning throw, you know, throw a top water, try to get that big bite. But I was like, okay, well, I know I'm on quality fish. Um, I'm just gonna put my head down and you know, take as many photos as I can. I mean, what was the av- like what was your size average uh looking like on on that stringer? Were you catching uh, a lot think, of like 18 inch, 17 inch fish? Uh, more like 15 to 17. Um, okay. Nothing. I think my biggest was 18 three quarters. And that happened to get me my 
get me the two hour uh, big bass for the tournament. Um, I was going to ask you because Dwayne has changed the layout where I can't see the actual fish size. How many fish do you think you caught? I know you uh, probably I, know how many submitted, but how many do you think you caught? In, in I remember looking somewhere and it said I had 24 fish accepted. So, and plus I, I think the, plus the other 30. Yeah, plus the other had to sort through. Yeah, there was a lot of 13, 13 three quarters. Uh, so, yeah, That's my nuts. thumb. So, Jeff, just, it is not like the Susky. You're not okay. Okay, I, I overstated. Shot. I'm sorry, right? Yeah, I just saw the big one. Drop shot and dominate. I saw the big one. I didn't. Th I didn't expect the 25 feet of water drop shot uh, to, to come into play. <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. So, with with that said, I, I guess we need to pivot over to Josh and ask where this where this thing was hanging out Whoa. this gargantuan <laughs> one. Oh so uh gosh. that was up shallow um i know enough just from my own experience and what i've heard from a lot of guys fishing the river um kind of what they do in that late summer fall um <clears throat> so i was up fishing a very shallow ridge where it dropped into some um, backwater pool about eight feet deep on the backside and then it dropped off to that 15, 25, 30, and eventually making it out to the channel. Um, so I was just power pulled down right on that ridge, um, throwing a spook out. And, you know, I actually got extremely lucky on this fish because, you know, more than just catching it, but, you know, threw it out there and I actually spooled my reel all the way at, down to the knot and didn't have any backing or electrical tape or anything. Apparently I was being lazy putting line on and, so I, I can't even get my reel to engage for a few seconds. And it was in that pause that I hear this blow up happen. And I, I, you know, look out there, you know, set the hook, try to keep tension on it as I'm trying to like, I'm panicking at this point, trying to get this reel to engage. Cause it's, it's jumping, you know, it looks like a dang salmon out there. Just, you know, tail walking and. I don't. I honestly don't know how it didn't spit the hook. But I was going to say, and you got treble hooks on the thing. Trying, yeah. Trying yeah, yeah, I did not expect to say you caught that on a spook. Oh yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't that expect was, that. We were we were running a, a another tournament at the same time that was on a, a five fish, you know, standard bag limit type, and so I knew that I had to get you know up in the shallows early, get on a top water or big bait bite early to try and have a chance at that one, and. You know, it just executed better than, better than I could ever draw up. You know, how did you finish in the five fish tournament? Uh, I I won it. Um, <laughs> I won took it. first in that. So, how, what was your five fish bag? Ninety five and a quarter wow. Wow. inches. Nice. Um, Ninety four and three quarters of that came in the first hour. Wow. So it was just lights out up shallow for me. Um, All on top. No. So. Oh. At 6.15, I caught that, that 23 incher. That was the first fish of the tournament. 6.15. Yeah. You know, 15 minutes in. It's, like I said, I couldn't write it up any better. No. <laughs> um, and then about a half hour later, about 6.35, 6.40, I had another just monster blow up right at the boat. Um, and it actually uh, bent out two of the three prongs on my rear treble on that spook. Um, so at that point, I was like, well, I, I can't fish this thing anymore. So... I was like, well, this is the sign. Switch over to the glide bait. Five minutes into throwing that, I catch a 20 and a quarter. Um, and then by 7.15, you know, I was up to 94 and three quarter inches. And it wasn't until 10, almost 11 o'clock that I got another upgrade. And then everything else after that was just 14s, 15s. 
This is like the so. tale of two tournaments. You got one guy yeah. sitting out there with a drop shot, one through 15 and 16, one busting 23s. Yeah. Listen, I picked up my first swim bait ever this year and started throwing it, and I just got addicted to big baits, and I was – honestly, I was going to live and die by that, and I could have skunked this tournament and all the same, so it was just – That's awesome. Mike Wimmer got on lucky. YouTube, he dropped a WTF when he saw the picture. Uh, yeah, those on, he should, those... have, should have been listening to me yeah. <laughs> as I'm staring at it. Did you have a GoPro running for that uh, shit show on your first fish? You know, I uh, I left the, the cord for wiring it up in the back of my truck because I was sleeping back there and charging my phone and left it. So I was like, well, all right, no GoPro. You can only get better. I didn't even get good pictures. You know, it was... Let that be a lesson to you all. Always be I recording. Had... Yeah. I would get a replica made of that thing, though. I didn't even get sure. a weight. I mean, my brain just, like, shut off at that time. <laughs> I was lucky to get the board photo, honestly. Took, oh, man. Took man the photo, took a out. selfie, threw it away, and I was like, well, I'm going to regret this for a while. <laughs> Josh went uh, into Sita, fight or flight in the kayak. Sita, were you watching the leaderboard? Did you see that 23 come up in the first out? Like, I wonder, like, mentally what that does to the rest of the field. We're like, mm. oh, God, this guy's on <laughs> This guy's I put, on it, I put it up there just to just to make people start panicking. <laughs> I was no, trying to kill spirits early. <laughs> smart. Uh, I actually didn't get word till it till around I don't know nine ish or so. Um, I, I I have a habit of not checking the leaderboard while I'm while I'm fishing. It's because usually when I check it, I just jinx jinx myself. Yeah. Um, and like I said, with the bite that I had, um, I was just kind of just trying to get as many fish in the boat and uh, get as many pictures as I could. Cause I, I knew that bite, I had to know how long that bite was going to last. Cause when I pre-fished um, I left that spot after about 20 minutes. So I just left the fish. And then uh, funny enough, the, uh, the guy that got third place was really not too far from me. He was down river from me about, I don't know, maybe, maybe about a hundred yards. So I was just kind of guarding the spot. It paid off. It looks like for both of you <laughs> in, yeah. in two different, two different, uh, tournaments there. Uh, but I mean, Josh, you, you did well in the, in the native tournament too, but that five fish bag is nuts. That's awesome. Yeah. It's... Is there good service of, I mean, where you guys were fishing, did you have pretty good service? So you feel like people were able to upload their fish, you know, as they caught them? Yeah, probably 90, yeah. 95% of the guys should have been able to, there's a few, few spots where it's just not great but... uh, i think just, we had i think we had what like 70 miles of stretch where and there had multiple launches that you could fish from there okay so you, you guys were able to spread out pretty good yeah yeah i launched with i think i think there was 12 of us at that launch where i went out of so did you fish the uh the five fish bag tournament as well sita yes i did yeah how'd so you, my top yeah uh, I finished in sixth place, so I, I had a bag of 87 inches. That's good. Y'all almost swapped. Went, you know, you went one four in Pretty the much. no limit and one six in the in the other, so you almost swapped. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's funny because around 11, almost noon, Josh sends me a message and he was like, "Hit 400." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> am I really doing that good?" I I just kind of just lost count. Um, I was just kind of in the zone and like I said, I was trying to get as many fish in the boat as I could. And I was like, okay, well, I guess the standings are off. They think they go off around noon. Um, so I guess I'll check what I got. And I think I was at 140, 
or not far, 342-ish was when I looked. And I was like, okay, that's that's a pretty good number. Did you not so, just decide to go get lunch at that point? Uh, no, I, I, just, I was gunning for that 400 inches, but uh, I came up a little bit short. What's the record for the for the native big bat? I mean, for the the total MLS style, do you know? Did you just dominate that as well? No, um, I think... Cephas was the second highest winning limit, okay. but all the top five out of Saginaw Bay up in Michigan outdid him. Yeah, so they they've got a crazy fishery up there. Apparently, remember the See, young Marvin, fellow we had he, on, right? The, the young fellow we had on. Yeah, 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 I remember him. Uh, Marvin posted the link to the five fish bag if any of you are interested in checking that out. Did Marvin, was he the TD for this one for the native event up there? Yeah, he's yeah. he's the KFNW, so he was doing both tournaments actually. Gotcha. I believe he's coming down to do the fork one too, if I understand it he right. Is, right. Yeah. I think so. Yep. Yep. Okay. You guys making that trip? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't have three days to drive down yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah. Is that is that a frustrating part for you guys where you are in the country? Like the big tournaments are just so far away. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Steve-o. I think I've had <laughs> Steve-o three different that. times I've planned to go to a national event and it's just fallen through. Yeah, um, just couldn't swing it. COVID delayed one one of the KBF championships. Moved it from I think the springtime down to October. Um. And then there was a bass kayak championship out in South Carolina that I was going to go out to. Um, just couldn't make it happen. So yeah, we both. It's frustrating for that one. Yeah. Do y'all have a Bass Nation uh, series up there? We did for a year. Um, it just didn't didn't hold on out here. Unfortunately, we're still in a very juvenile ages of kayak fishing up here. Um, so it's a lot of growing pains. Yeah, we're, we're what, probably what's your average attendance like how many guys are, are into the bass fishing uh, out there um it's there's a lot of up and down um our first event this year i think we had 60 people signed up which was pretty remarkable um and yeah that's just for the washington side yeah that was just the wkbf um <clears throat> but i think both uh washington and oregon are usually you know high 20s 30s um and occasional 40s that actually show up um our biggest event has been 106 um that was the very first event two years ago we did a combined wkbf ikbf and okbf um where the columbia river kind of borders all three states that's big is it mainly the columbia river that you have to to hold these tournaments or are there other you know good lakes or anything around there too there's there's several um i mean we've got potholes reservoir which is where we actually did the native last year um the numbers kind of hurt on that one because the temperatures were 108 some people were seeing 110 um so that just was miserable i think sita's uh camera pole actually melted and was drooped into the water oh yeah i got pictures all, all over facebook wow what but, yeah it was crazy hot. yeah i had a it, i had a ram out extension and i was wondering why it kept going down and it it actually melted whoa i didn't think it got How that, is hot, it that up hot yeah that's i mean i thought yeah, i don't know like in I, my I, tiny little brain i just i mean we got a desert up here that's okay pretty much I where just, we were at was in the middle of the desert <laughs> 
and it's great just, place for a fishing tournament. Yeah. yeah, they have to actually pump the <laughs> pump the water out of the Columbia River to feed that reservoir and all the irrigation canals and stuff. So yeah, I apologize for this, but I'm thinking like it's like the Twilight movie. You're just up there, it's raining all the time yeah. and over oh. and cold. So that's our half of the state. Yeah. Yeah. Once you cross the Cascades, it's just horrible rain shadow. Yeah, it's sage there's no sh- no shade over there. Everything's brown. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Wow. Okay. Interesting stuff. And and it's cool to have, you know, to learn about your region of the country. And it sounds like you're making waves up there. If you're having up to a hundred anglers, Colin Sutton earlier said 30 to 60 on average, which is just fantastic for local clubs. Yep. Right, so you guys yep. are going to do nothing but grow this. That's awesome. Uh, Austin Tucker on YouTube says Josh needs to come to Florida and fish with him <laughs> on the yak. You know, Austin Tucker, or is this some sort of like, do. Yeah. stalker on YouTube? Okay. No, he's a he's an old coworker and a good friend that uh, moved out of the Seattle area down to down to Florida. So I've been trying to get him to come up here, and he's trying to get me to go down there. But yeah. So everybody we've had on, we've asked this question: What do you guys think of this format? Because it's something really it's new to our sport. I know it's been in the in the basketball side with MLF, but what do y'all both think of the no limit format? You can go first, Josh. Um, you know, I I like that it's different. Um, it doesn't really speak to my strengths, I would say. Um, I'm usually not putting in a hundred fish per day. It's, you know, usually, usually I'm trying to chase quality over quantity and, you know, it, it burns me on these tournaments a lot. Um, just, I, I probably could do better if I, if I transitioned earlier, but I'm just, I'm too stubborn to give up that power fishing bite in the mornings. Um, I ran into that last year. Um, you know, I was, I was trying to punch for big fish and I could have definitely moved out and fished the fish, the ledges and found some, some higher quantities, but you know, well, the thing is, this kind, of tournament, of fish. this kind of tournament allows for that too, though, because you can chase yeah. those hourly payouts and not worry about yeah, that exactly. overall. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, this I have actually gotten fourth both years. So last year I got fourth as well. <laughs> Consistency. So, <laughs> Sita, what about you? Obviously, I would have to say you like this format. Uh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the type of guy that likes to go out there and catch as much fish as I can. Um, with work and all, I'm kind of limited to fishing on the weekends. Um, so you know, I, I just love to dedicate my time to fishing as much as I can when I get out on the weekends and. You know that every that every hour that you you know one big bass it's it, it can change your tournament um you can get more participation too with people that you know that don't have a lot of tournament experience and whatnot i think that's a great way for people to cut their teeth too you know just to to get in you're not really risking much and everybody kind of has that you know opportunity at that one big bite yeah and a couple, had, am i right on this ryan a couple of the big bass winners we've had on caught one yeah Oh, yeah. that, was, that was it. They caught one, but that, that was that was big money. They caught the right one. Make a count. Yep. What are your you guys both? I want you to answer this. Your top five favorite presentations. Not for not for MLF style tournament, but overall, if you're just going fishing, what are what are the five things you're bringing with you? Uh, um, for me, I'll go first. Um, chatterbait for me. I've caught most of my big base on a chatterbait. Uh, top water. As far as top water, I love throwing a buzz bait. Um, and three drop shots. <laughs> <laughs> um, a wacky wake, I guess. 
uh, it just gets bites as, as much as I don't want to throw it, but it just, it's just, no matter where you go around in any lake, you're always going to get a bite off of a wacky wig. Uh, and Dude. the other two, I mean, I just started throwing a, a jig this year and that is a, that is a fun bite. Uh, so uh, definitely that's one of mine. And I guess the last one would be a frog. Reason why the frog wouldn't be up higher is because I miss probably sixty percent of the blow ups. But... We were just talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh, what about you? Um, I mean, obviously it depends on the conditions, but if I could control everything, you know, the first would be uh, throwing big swim baits or glide baits. I mean, that bite is just addicting. Um, second would be throwing a spook, it's or any sort of walking bait. Um, for some reason, that's just my favorite, you know, I miss a lot of frog fish. I can't get a buzz bait to work to save my life. I don't, I don't know what, what I'm doing wrong, but they just don't work. Maybe I just need the three trebles. I don't know. Um, then after that, uh, either a punching setup or a flipping setup, just going after hard structure or back in the, the weed beds. Um, Chatterbait has been super productive for me, especially when you know, I'm at a, at a lake that produces or has a lot of docks. You know, I'll, I'll throw the jig and the chatterbait quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, you th- I think if I had to all? choose, it'd be those. Hmm? Do you finesse fish at all? Yeah, um, I've I've tried to not the last few years because that's all I did before. Um, you know, I, I didn't really bass. I, get, I bass fish, but I didn't really know what I was doing until I started getting into the tournaments. So. I threw a lot of, you know, wacky Senkos or, you know, drop shot. When the Ned rig came out, I was like, well, that's not leaving, you know, had that thing tied <laughs> on the whole time. Um, and now I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, go the opposite spectrum and, and chase more of the more consistent big bite. But so Ryan, I try not to. We need to start to. Uh taking notes on all the baits these guys talk about that they use for each, you know, all the winners we have on, like what, what would you say the most uh, commented on or most uh, used one has been throughout the last couple of years when it t- comes to these guys winning? I know Senko's up there. I don't know how many times people have said Senko, Mikey rig. Senko's up there. I think frog frogs up there too. seems like we've had a lot of, a lot of the big fish, big fish guys catch them on frogs. I mean, we we've seen the the glide bait stuff, man. Uh, even in the big five fish tournaments, remember Ewing went down there and wrecked them uh, on the on the glide bait earlier this year in the Hobie. Yeah, for sure. So that'd be an interesting interesting deal. Pat, chatterbait for sure. People are catching them on chatterbait. We've heard popper a few times. You're right, Mike. Yep. Over on YouTube, yep. we've heard popper a few times. So yeah, good stuff. What was that? Oh, Sound like somebody flushed a toilet there for a second. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> Sound like a slider door. <laughs> like, where are you guys at? What's going on here? <laughs> we have do things a little different around here in the to? Pacific Northwest, you know. Yeah, we, we got a lot of people saying uh, it's a great format. That's what the power hour is for. It's fun to catch a bunch of bass. Of course, Marty Hughes says it's fun to catch hundreds, hundreds of bass. We know Marty you can catch <laughs> thousands of bass. Uh, we got Lacey and Lacey. Is this? Uh, that's my mom. That's your mom. Okay, I was gonna yeah, say wife, mom. Been, Who is this? She, she was begging for a, a better shout out than the last podcast I did. So ah, there you go. she's ah. a, she's one of our competitors. Uh, my whole family does it. My brother, my older brother, he's the other half of Duggar fishing. And then my mom and dad both come out 
So it, awesome. is the Duggar, it is the Duggar family, just a different. Yeah. One. It's just one it's thing. only only five, not seventeen or twenty-five <laughs> or thirty, whatever they're at now. <laughs> what was that, right. Sita? Yeah, one thing too. She provided the uh, lucky brownies the night before the oh, tournament. So hey, okay. So really if you juice? guys are listening out there, she's got the juice. Were they like <laughs> literally lucky juiced? brownies and money fajitas? Yeah. <laughs> not quite, but no, they, they weren't. Should quite, be. They weren't juiced up brownies, just regular brownies. Okay, I got you. Uh, Ryan, over on YouTube, Mike Wimmer said Sea Rig, and I had to put that out there because I'm a Carolina Rig guy. So, Mike, right. I appreciate that comment, my man. That you are. Yeah, I sure am. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, congrats, guys. We don't want to keep you much longer. I know both of you kind of rushed here from work, I believe. At least one of you did. Um, so you probably want to go get something to eat and relax a little bit. Um, we appreciate you giving us the, the info on the fishing up in the Northwest, Columbia River, and just congrats on the uh, the wins up there. Great job, guys. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the invite. Yeah. Uh, anytime, man. There we go. Josh Duggar and Sita Mao, everybody. That was interesting, That's- man. We don't we don't talk That's, enough about the Northwest or to those guys up there. I know, and I mean, to me, it, it was crazy how both of them were kind of doing completely opposite things, and both still, you know, successful in that tournament. Yeah, good stuff. So, with that said, you know what we got to do next round? We got to give away some break stuff. break somebody's heart on the slow roll. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give away some revos tonight. Hashtag revo to get a chance at winning. We had a we had a fair amount of folks watching. I know we, Monday Night Football is going on. My own Cleveland Browns are over there playing in Monday Night Football. I don't even know what the score is. So I have to go check after this is over uh, with their felon quarterback over there. <laughs> Hashtag Reebok. We'll give it a few minutes to build, and then we'll draw draw a winner. See who gets see who gets slow rolled tonight. Are you you are doing fork? That's right, Jeff. That is the plan. Yes, it okay. is. That is the plan. To come back. Let's come back. Time for the comeback. After hearing Ethan talk about Gunnersville, I kind of want to go fish in the morning for a couple hours just to just to get it get it back in my blood. Yeah, I'll I'll have a firsthand experience so we can I can talk about it a little bit uh, more in depth when I come on with it with that setup in this term. I know they're going to do a good job. I'm assuming it's going to be a Lake Fort Marina, which is one of my favorite places to go. That's the very first quote big time kayak tournament I ever went to was at Lake Fort Marina. So I'm looking forward to, to getting back down there. Nice. We'll have uh, we'll have the Rayburn winner on next week. We'll see who that is. Uh, Rolando, man, Rolando was talking big on uh, on the kayak bass and beers podcast we did last Thursday. He's he's feeling good about it. So okay. hopefully uh, we may have Rolando back once more. All right, what do you say we do this drawing? We're sitting on about fifty six. Let's hit this thing. Here we go. Who's gonna get the? Tick, 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 slow roll tonight. I saw Sista's name go by. He won't get slow rolled. Sorry, Tyler. It was you. Tyler Wells got slow rolled. Anthony Joyce, no. Slide it's a yes in the for DMs you. for your code, and we will get you hooked up. Yeah, it's a yes for no tonight. There you Uh-oh. go. Uh-oh. He said, look, we got some trash talk on the on the YouTube. He said, Rolando right, can hold second. We see you. Joe, you're much more active in our show comments, so you, you got the KBM mojo going. Maybe you'll, you'll take it. <laughs> if that exists, yeah. Yeah, if that exists. Only for Wesley, if it exists. But, yeah, anything else, man? We're going to get out of here. That's it. Let's wrap it up and go watch some football. Boom. Here we go. See you all next week.